Hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Hackney, and I'm so happy that you're here. This podcast is a place for conversations about balancing a healthy lifestyle and being happy. More specifically, happy hour. Together, we'll explore all things wellness and wine. I hope you learn a little, laugh a lot, and along the way, know you're not alone on this balanced wellness journey. Ready to jump in? Pour something in your glass that makes you happy because it's time for Spandex and Wine. Well, hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine podcast. I'm your host, Robin Hackney, and I want to say thank you so much for being here. At the beginning of January, I had told you that I wanted to share some stories of sobriety. For inspiration, for those of you that are doing a dry January, um, or I heard it called damp January the other day, (laughs) I thought that was funny, or those of you that are looking to cut out alcohol completely from your life. My guest today, Casey Volker, was someone that I worked with in the wine industry. And when she left, I kind of questioned it and wondered what was going on. And I watched her and followed her and saw her wellness journey. And it was such an inspiration that I knew I wanted to have her on the show. So I'm very grateful that she said yes. Here is Casey. Well, hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine podcast, Casey. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Of course, I couldn't wait as I've been watching your progress on Facebook. I knew that I wanted to have you on and talk about um, you know, what you've been doing to improve your health and wellness. And one of the most, uh, probably most difficult and courageous things that you've done in your life. So let's start with what was the thing that made you decide, okay, now is time. Now it's time to be healthy. Um, I actually had been kind of depressed and been drinking a lot. Um, and I was just justifying everything with drinking Mm -hmm. and I couldn't just have one drink. So it would just end up being a lot all, Mm -hmm. all the time, every day. I wasn't being a good mom. Um, I have two beautiful little girls and I'm a single mom. And I wasn't paying attention to my health, them, my work, my family, like I should have been. Um, Everything was dependent on when I could drink, uh, when I was going to be with like my boyfriend at the time or with somebody that I shouldn't have even been with. Mm -hmm. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine who has is in recovery and he literally was like, Casey, you just explained to me like four different ways of how much you drink. And it was just a big eye opener. And I'm like, you know, you're right. I can't even, I wasn't concentrating on anything. My money was a mess, like my finances. And I was overweight and I was just very unhappy with myself. And I, you know, I was doing direct selling and my business was suffering. um, And I going from being really, really good at it and having it being successful. And then after, you know, COVID and having it be nothing, it was just a big downer for me. And I always felt like I needed to prove myself to people. And I really didn't ever know who I was. And I just, 
I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. I've, mm-hmm. I've got my two little girls. I've got me. I have a lot of friends and family that love me. And I just, I didn't love myself. And I, it was just an eye opener when I had a conversation with my friend and he told me about a treatment center that I decided to look into and then check into. Yeah. And, and that, before that conversation, um, did you recognize those things in yourself and you just kind of like, eh, nah, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I did. And I, and it was crazy because I had been drinking since I was 16. And so I'm, when I went to treatment, I was 40, 41, 42. Yeah. 41. So then it was just like, you know, alcohol is my best friend for that long. And so I knew, I, I always knew deep down that it had been a problem, Mm -hmm. but the friends I was hanging out with, like some of them weren't the best of friends. And so that's what we would do. And like I said, we'd find every excuse to have a drink and then it could never just be one. And then I was just doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I had no business doing it or being with certain people. It was just, it was just a mess and everything was so loud in my life. And I couldn't just, I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't, I couldn't just sit for an hour with myself. I was just, it was just really heartbreaking and sad. And I just, it just, every thing got to be so loud and it was just like I can't focus I need I need to just it was like I needed to get out of my own head mm-hmm. I needed to get away from where I live in the small town because that's what everybody does is drinks you know they they all have their their you know like no you should do this you should do this or no you don't have a problem or you know let's just have a drink or you know it's just it was yeah. always something and I'm just like so I recognized, I saw the signs. I had very few people that would maybe say something to me about how much I was drinking, but like my ex-husband, he, he said something after we were split up and going through divorce. It wasn't like, well, why didn't you say something to me when I was drinking a lot and before we split up? Cause I'm sure alcohol did contribute to that. So, you know, two, two divorces, and now I have two little girls. It was just like, I just woke up and I was just like, what am I doing? I'm over 40. I'm like, I have a good job. I have good people in my life. Like, why can't I love myself enough to be happy? I guess. Yeah. I put it that way. And that's what treatment did for me and getting sober and finding um, my faith and learning that God did forgive me. and. I I just know that I can't ever have one drink. So I can't, I just can't ever do it Mm -hmm. because I know what it'll lead to. So it it was, and I do, I miss, I miss the traveling vineyard friends and family and seeing like my hosts. And cause I met a lot of really great people through that business. And I just, I miss going out for supper and having just one glass of wine, or I miss having one beer or doing my little beer flights that I used to like, but I know that if I I even tried one, mm-hmm. it's just going to bring back bring me back or make me worse than what I was, and I can't I can't do that anymore. Yeah, was, and I like how you said um, it was an act of self love that you were able to love yourself enough to give yourself that second chance. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I 
I never knew who I was. I had always, ever since I was 16, I had been with somebody, um, a boyfriend, you know, my husband's, or I was drinking. So being by myself, I was just afraid. And so I thought my friends were good friends and most of them were, or most of them are, but there were a few that I did have to let go yeah. when I decided to get sober. Um, and it's hard, like, you know, and I miss some of the things, but now just learning who I am and that I don't need to have a drink to be fun or for people to want to hang out with me. Like it's been a big eye opener. Like I'm still learning. I've been a year and five months today, I think is my, yeah, 17 month anniversary of being nice. sober. Congratulations. <laughs> and, That's yeah, awesome. Thank you. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still learning things about myself that it's just like, oh, that's, I remember her like from before I even started drinking. And it's just been, it's been pretty cool. And my relationship with my little girls is just, it's so amazing just watching them grow into little humans. And yeah. And then I just got to remind myself too, like they're looking up to me. And so I want to be the best version of myself and um, finally finding who I am what I really want in life and just peace and happiness. It's just a huge, a huge part of yeah, part of me now. So yeah. My next question was going to be about your girls. How old are they? Uh, Kadrin is 10 and Peyton is almost nine. Okay. So, so they're, yeah. I mean, you can have conversations with them and it probably has opened the lines of communication. Yes. Yep. We, Cause now that I don't drink, I can actually, I sit and think about what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Um, you know, if they're around me, like before I just, it was just, you know, I didn't think before saying and doing so, mm -hmm. and you know, I have little ears listening and I have little eyes watching me and like it's just like, and they're smart. They are very smart little girls. And so they'll ask me questions about people or things that I don't do or see anymore. Mm -hmm. And so just, I could watch how I word things and, but they, they know that mommy went away for a month and got healthy and, you know, I'm pretty open with them about stuff. And I think, mm -hmm. I think just being in recovery, it gave me a chance to be more open with them mm -hmm. than what, you know, some people probably don't agree with some of the things we've talked about with them being so young, but, um, but they, but they understand, I think we understand each other better. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's been a blessing to just be a better mom with them. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. I want to switch to more of your fitness and nutrition, um, that you've been focusing on. I think that social media can have so many downsides to it, but some of the upsides are like the way that you're posting. I think that's phenomenal for you and your accountability. Um, and for other people to see you that it's attainable, you can do it. So yes. did that happen when you went away or when did all of that start? Um, my fitness and um, health journey actually started um, before I went away for that month. Um, and then it's always been kind of, a <laughs> a hit and miss with me. Like 
I feel so much better when I work out and, um, I knew that I needed to keep doing a workout or eating better. Just, just, it's amazing what your physical fitness does to your mind and not just mm-hmm. like the way you look, but it just gave me a lot more confidence. But with that, and like you said, social media, I loved posting cause I was on, I'm on Snapchat too. And so I would post all these great things or amazing things I was doing, but then I was also getting negative feedback from people. Ugh. Yeah. So, so I would stop doing it or I'd have to block people, but then it was like the people that would reach out to me and say, I'm so proud of you. Oh, it's so great. I wish I could get up at four o'clock in the morning and work out like you do. And it's like, yeah, some people think I'm nuts, but that's when I can work out. And it's like, it's, it's something I know that I, I need to keep doing just for accountability. And I do want people, there's a lot of people that are like me that probably aren't as transparent and open as I am. Mm -hmm. I want people to see that, you know, go ahead and post that you're working out. If people are going to say something, it's because they're upset with something in themselves rather than something you're doing. So, and it, it took a while to learn that. So I just love being able to share like that journey with people that yes, you can get healthier. You can lose weight. You can keep it off. It does help with your mind, body, soul, everything. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And is there a program that you're following or did you hire a trainer? How did you get started? Um, I actually joined Beachbody Mm -hmm. uh, probably three years ago now. And Mm -hmm. that one really helped me. I, when I joined it, I did solid three months of working out every day. I did the container or the meal, um, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? the like the meal suggestions and recipes and yeah yep and um the protein shakes and stuff and I still do incorporate that stuff into my daily routine um not as much as I should just because life gets hectic and sometimes it's easier just to grab a little pizza at the gas station or whatever (laughs) you know sometimes you just kind of want to splurge or you know I do like chocolate now that I don't drink alcohol I crave sugar more so it's made dieting a little bit trickier for me okay interesting yeah so because without the sugar from the alcohol it's like I gotta have chocolate or candy or something so that's been a battle because I'm always more of a like a salty person like eating different food but now I like it's like I crave Diet Mountain Dew a lot. So it's like, I know I need to cut a lot of that out to just feel better. Um, so it's it's just been, it's been fun and interesting. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I do Beachbody. Um, the program that I'm going to be starting here um, is the Sure Thing one. It's a new one with that Megan Davies, I think is how you say her name. But okay. I, I love beach. I love the beach body program. I like my sister, she uses like a trainer, but I just I have the stuff at my house, the weights, the machines, mm-hmm. like I have the space for it. So it's like I need to use this. So even just paying for that program, it makes me even want to do it more because I'm paying for it. So I want to yeah. get out what I'm putting into it basically. So um but I do the recipes are good. Like 
you know, everyone's like, oh, don't you get sick of protein shakes? It's like, no, actually, my peanut butter banana protein shake, like, I could have one or two of those a day and I'd be just fine. Yeah. But I got to make meals for my girls too. So I got to incorporate, I'm trying to incorporate more healthier meals for all of us because I don't like not eating with, you know, you want to eat with your kids. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? They should be eating healthy things too. Mm -hmm. It's always funny to me when clients say something like, oh, well, the Cheez-Its are only in the house for the kids. I'm like, yeah, well, the kids shouldn't be eating the Cheez-Its either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, hmm, yeah, no, I exactly. They need to eat healthy too. So, um, yeah, it's and it's funny because it's like when I grew up, we always ate, you know, a nice hearty meal every day. And now my kids, so they're picky, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is what I made. This is what we're gonna eat. And yes, we're gonna cut back on the processed and the the junk, which. Yeah you know, let's make those things a treat like every once in a while, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it crazy though, to think about um, like the meals that we had when we were growing up, my gosh, how did our mothers have the time and energy to do that? Cause I cook yeah. three nights in a row and I'm like, I'm done. I'm ready to yeah. go out. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I do the same. I'm like, I get home from a long day at work and I'm just like, Oh, what do I got to make? So then I'll tease the girls like, what'd you make for supper? And they're like, mom, you have to do that. <laughs> it's like, what? I thought you were doing it, you know, because it is. It's like, I just think like, gosh, my my mom, like there was seven of us kids. So oh, wow. Yeah. Like she cooked at least one big meal a day. And like, it's just nuts. It's like, I don't, I get so worn out at the end of the day, especially towards the end of the week. It's like, but I bowl on Thursday night. So that's kind of like our little night out and the girls come with and they, you know, they cheer me on or whatever. So we order like a pretzel or pizza or, you know, something fun, but yeah, it's like, I don't want them to eat junk all the time. So it's like I said, they, you know, they watch kids are smart and they pick up on a lot of things. So what you're saying, what you're eating, what you're doing, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna come back, come back to bite you, like my parents always said. Yeah. <laughs> and a good opportunity for you to have that time with your kids to prep some meals and cut up some vegetables together and do some fun things like that. And I think you would agree, especially with where you've gotten so far, that um being prepared is key. It is so important. Okay. Huge, huge time saver. Like when I can meal prep on a Sunday or something, like and just have my everything ready for the week. It makes things so easy. Whether you're just um, prepping like the chicken or, you know, taco meat or whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. then it just makes everything else so much easier because you don't have to sit, stand there over the oven that night to cook the chicken or the, like I said, taco meat or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, it does. It makes a huge difference and time saving. And then you just feel so much better, like, I just got all this done. I got my meals ready for the week and I'm going to eat healthy and you know, and I don't get sick of like the same thing. Like I could eat a salad every day or broccoli chicken or, you know, like there's a lot of my friends that are like, Oh, don't you just get bored with that? It's like, well, if you use the right spices or seasoning or something, but yeah, I, or like I said, my protein shake, I could eat, I could just drink that every day and I'll be fine, but I got to cook something. I got to eat. Yeah. 
actually something and feed my kids. So, but absolutely, <laughs> yeah, having it right there and ready is is very yes. important. Um, and when you said that you were working out at home, I mean that takes a lot of discipline. So good job. Because a yeah. lot of people can't do that, or they would get started. Even if they're watching a video, they would be like, eh, "Is that the the dryer buzzer? I've got to go change the laundry. I've got to." So that is that's amazing that you can do that. Um, what would yeah. you say to someone that is just getting started, or you know, we're doing this mid January of the new year, and um, some people maybe haven't started yet. So if there's someone that is a little hesitant, what would you? What would be your advice? My advice is one thing that I always liked when I was getting started or what people would tell me or I would listen to is even if you don't work out that first day, just put your gym clothes on or your tennis shoes or your, you know, your workout clothes or whatever, or maybe look at different video ideas. Like me, it took me a quite a while to like actually get started with Beachbody. Like I considered it for probably a year or two before I even joined. Mm-hmm. Um but you are never, ever going to regret doing the workout after you're done. You're going to regret not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you wor- talk to yourself into it. You're going to start Monday, whatever, you know, just start today, do it. You're going to feel great. And then you're going to want to keep doing it. And I also would suggest a program that you can do 21 days in a row. I know a lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't work out more than three days a week. You know what? If you are up to it and you're healthy enough, I was working out, like I said, every day for three months. And I was glad I did it because they say 21 days is a routine. It gets mm-hmm. you in the habit of doing it. And then you just keep going. And I, you just feel amazing. And mm-hmm. and not just like I said, your physical appearance, but like your mind, it's a huge thing on just how you're, you feel inside yourself. Like, so I would just, like I said, you know, put the clothes on. If you don't necessarily work out that day, I mean, you're getting closer to it. Yeah. Um, if, or even if you go to the gym, go to the gym and sit on the weight machine or something. And, you know, I've even actually read stories of people that have done that and then they'd leave because they like, they didn't work out, but they got there. And so they're, you know, inching up towards it. Like, yeah, it's kind of a comfort thing. And honestly, the other people there, they're not going to judge you because they're there for the same reason. So, and that was one of my biggest things is I didn't want to go to a gym because I didn't want people to look at me, but you know what? They're, if you go to a gym, they're there for the same thing. Like yeah. for me, I just figured I have this stuff at home. I signed up for Beachbody. I'm going to use it. So I just do it at my house because I have space. But if I didn't have it here, then I would have wanted to go to a gym. But you yeah, know, just even if you walk on a treadmill or walk outside or something a little yeah. bit, a little bit every day, start at five minutes, go to 10, like pull out the old VHS tapes if you have to. <laughs> the eight-minute abs and buns is no joke. It actually does help. <laughs> Billy Blanks, we could bring back some Tybo. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be fun to do. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm the I same even, way. Yeah, I even, I did. I pulled out the eight-minute abs because I, you know, sometimes you get like in a stale routine or you just want something different. So I did. My sister had the DVDs and I was using it and I was like looking at their outfits like, oh my gosh, I remember those from way back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That is crazy. Yeah. The things we used to do. Uh-huh. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if it works, you know, just, yep. just try it, but definitely, you know, give it a try. 
if you don't like that program, try a different one. Um, there yeah. are so many different things online. There are things you can pay for. Like you can get a trainer if you want, whatever helps you. You're going to be so much happier doing it than not doing it. So. Yep. I agree. You have to, it's important to find what you enjoy. And I think it goes just like other seasons in your life. You might during the winter time, like one thing and then spring, summer, like something else. So always find something that you enjoy. Um, and then going back. So I asked you about the fitness and wellness and what your advice would be. So what about someone that's listening and they're like, Oh gosh, maybe I'm drinking too much. Maybe that sounds a lot like me. What would you say to that person? Um, I would, you know, reach out to a a friend, a trusting friend, maybe that doesn't drink as much as you do. Cause yeah, I could have mm-hmm. reached out to certain ones, but I wasn't going to get the, the healthy answer, but, um, yeah. or even, you know, try to try to cut back. And if you can't, that's probably a good sign that, yeah, you're drinking too much because I tried that and I was able to do it for three months. But when I started drinking again, it was just as bad, if not worse than it was before I stopped for three months. And then, and there's so many, you know, support groups or I do go to AA. Um, I love, I love my groups. The people are amazing or even reach out to somebody you know that is in recovery because it's it's awesome what you can learn from them and they have some of the people I've met have like literally the biggest hearts and they're so transparent about things like I did some pretty shameful things when I was drinking a lot and it wasn't me it went against things that when I was growing up what I believed in so I like I knew I was able to just look at myself outside for a little bit and be like what am I doing Um, and if it's something that goes against your faith, whatever your, your upbringing, whatever, you know, that's another, that's another sign. Like, and the new up and coming thing from what I've read even is not drinking. So like going out and going to, um, these, they're not, I can't remember what they're called. They're not really bars, but they're like little other like little outings where you could go just to sit with other people that aren't drinking like it's becoming a new thing it's just a lot of people like in small communities especially it's hard because that's what everybody does like yeah when you get sober and you're in recovery I was a hermit last year I remember last winter I was so I hibernated I isolated I was depressed like it was a long winter and Mm -hmm. Now I can just look at it and be like, I learned a lot. I read a lot. I I stayed away from people just because I had to. But, you know, it's always it's always nice to reach out. You'll be surprised by just what reaching out does. And I know a lot of people don't have they don't want to reach out for help, but it makes a huge difference. Like. Even if you aren't sure you really have a problem, like I even see a therapist just because it just, it's just better for me. Like it's so good to talk to somebody like a third person that doesn't know the people you're talking about or that you're dealing with. Cause like my drinking, it was, it was a lot of outside people. Like this is what we should be doing, or this is what you should be doing, or this is how you should live your life. And like, like I said, it took me a while to find myself. So 
Um, I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid Mm -hmm. to reach out, but now it's like, you know, take in whatever resources you can reach out to whoever you can, different groups, internet, you know, people, you know, like there's so many different things out there, but books, I read a lot of like self-help books, whether it's about being sober or just confidence or motivation or whatever you're looking for fitness stuff. Like there are so many different awesome books out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it too. I mean, it's similar to starting a fitness program in that just, just get there, take that first step with anything, take that first step and you'll find people to help you along the way. Yep. Yep. First step is always the hardest always, but you'll never regret it. Whether it's fitness or sobriety or dieting or whatever you're struggling with, you're, you're always going to be happy. You took the first step and that you started a new journey. Journeys are good. I don't care if you're 80. I don't care if you're 20. I don't care. Like new journeys are, they're refreshing. And I love the one that I'm on. Yes. Well, you look great. And I'm so happy that you said yes to having this conversation with me. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good to see you. Great to see you. Thank you so much. You take care. Yep. Yep. You too. Thank you, Casey, for your time, but more importantly, for sharing your story and being vulnerable. And I was thinking about the takeaways as I was editing and listening to the episode, and I thought, you know what, really just two major takeaways on this. The first one being that if you find that alcohol is taking over your life, it's consuming your thoughts, um, you are less productive at work, you're not the parent that you should be, or the spouse, or um, the friend, whatever it might be, whatever relationship, if you find that you're running around with the wrong crowd, or as Casey described it, goes against what you know is right, then it's time to get help. And then the second one, just get started with your fitness journey. Even if it's just putting your workout clothes on and watching some videos, you're getting closer and closer every day. You're not alone. Reach out to someone and find that tribe that works for you. I would be happy to be that person, but I'm not for everyone. So take a look around. There are so many wonderful programs. Ask friends for advice. Just take that step. You can do it. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to follow Spandex and Wine so you don't miss an episode. To do this, just go to the podcast and click subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Look for the plus sign or follow button. This is one of the best things that you can do for the podcast. If you'd also be willing to give a five-star review, that would be amazing and much appreciated. Lastly, Please share an episode with a friend or five to keep the love going and join the Spandex and Wine community in our private Facebook group by searching Spandex and Wine. Feel free to reach out to me at any time by emailing info at spandexandwine.com or text me at 913-392-2877. I appreciate you. Thank you.